happy Thursday, Thursday, you guys. You are listening to the Sugar Pussy Podcast. I am your host, Ellie Ray. And while I had a mind-blowing sex story planned for you today, I am currently house-sitting, so this means a number of things. A, it means I'm not in my recording studio, aka my van, so the acoustics aren't as good. I apologize for any echoiness, any background noises, if the AC comes on, if the dog barks. And it also means that B... I have this angel of a dog staring at me and I'm super self-conscious, so probably no sex stories today to open up this episode, but that's okay because I have a lovely interview with, as you can find her online, Aware Moma. She's beautiful on the inside and the outside, and she talks about all sorts of things. She's a model, a psychologist, a sexologist, and she works her specialty or her favorite situations are women who suffer an orgasmia or vaginismus and helping them learn to find their pleasure, learn to orgasm, etc. She takes all sorts of clientele. So go look her up while listening to this interview with her. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. And I will catch you guys at the end of our chat. Oh my god, she's such a slut, but Ellie Ray, all she does is talk about sex. Hi everyone, I'm Paloma, better known as Mama, and I'm a psychologist that is also a sex mentor or sex coach somebody likes likes to use. Um, I focus on the inorgasmia treatment. Um, I have a uh, a program for women that is about to help you get all that sexual confidence, enhance your sexual experience, and if you are struggling like with any kind of displeasure or inorgasmia, like this program uh, could really help you, and it's called sexual healing. So yeah, that's basically what I'm focusing on at this moment, and I'm really happy to be here and share some some discuss with Ellie. <laughs> Quick question for you: Have you had a chance to check out the Netflix, the new Netflix show, Love, Sex, and Goop? Oh yes, I I saw two episodes. Very two episodes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm on episode five. I'm not sure, but I've actually really liked it. So I was curious if you had any thoughts on that or as far as you've watched it, if if you're liking it. I don't know if like I have a good, like I can make like a good um, perception or like a strong opinion because it's just like two episodes. But what I would read or what I see, like, I think uh, a lot of women like go through that and it's very like part of life. So I think we should... I don't want to give spoilers, but we should try to, <laughs> to manage this this kind of conflicts in life. I just think it's exciting to see professional people, like sex professionals, on a show like that, being and people being so open and vulnerable, regardless. And I think they're doing a pretty good job with it. I haven't finished it either, but so far I'm really liking it. So I just thought about that. So I wanted to ask you really quickly if you've watched it yet. And then I had a question for you. You can answer it or you don't have to, but I like to ask kind of um, an interesting or different question to everybody to get kind of an icebreaker to get things started. So what is your favorite place to be touched? 
my favorite place to be touched interesting question um i guess i like to be like grabbed by the hips as like as a first um move i also like enjoy very the touch like in the neck and stuff like that i think it's like a very vulnerable part of my body i think the hips is a very underrated one yeah because it's like powerful I mean, it feels powerful if they're doing it. It feels like they have a lot of confidence. Yeah, it is. And then how did you become interested in working in sexual wellness or focusing on sex and sexuality? Okay, so um, as I say before, I, I had like a background in psychology. And like, I remember when I was in college that I was like, oh my God, I don't know which field I'm going to take, but the sex <laughs> the sex feel like the sex studies really 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 uh calm my, my attention and then I like I, I always been like a sexual being I don't know if because I like I'm a Scorpio or because I'm just Latina or whatever but I I consider myself very sexual and I also like enjoy a lot being open sexually so I think that's why I pick the feel and also, I, I, like, I, I remember when I entered to study my master in, in human sexuality and couples therapy that I saw many, many women that struggle with uh, not getting orgasm. Like I'm talking about women, women about like 50 years old and never experienced an orgasm. And I was like shocked and I was like, okay, I need to do this. I need to do something about this because that's insane that uh that a woman go through all her life without knowing if she came or not or what is an orgasm. When you were growing up, was sex, did you get like a good sex education? Was it open in your family? Was it something that you could talk about? Or did that kind of blossom later in your life? Not at all. I think um, I the sex education that I received was very poor uh, in a school, at school and at home. Like I grew up in DR, Dominican Republic. So it's still sex is a taboo and I'm 28 years old. So at back then it was more taboo. So I remember like the, the sex education that we received in school, it was very, very like basic and not even like, I, I didn't even know what was an orgasm or what was this, or, you know, like they just give you the, Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just, the menstrual cycle, the pills, don't get pregnant, and that's all. That's the sex education. So, yeah, I think that actually was one of the like one of the causes that made me pick this this field because I wanted to receive the sex education that I didn't. Beyond that, I also want everybody get high quality education in sex because I think society lacks right now of that. Oh, it's super lacking. And it's interesting to hear about your experience in the Dominican Republic because, I mean, I mostly talk to people who are in the U.S. or maybe they grew up in England somewhere, but it's horrible. I mean, I don't think I've talked to maybe more than one or two people who had a good sex education. And that was mostly due to other influences, definitely not school, that gave them that good education. So how did you kind of go about learning about it? Did you turn to porn or how did you learn about it growing up? So um, I'm a 90s baby. So I, I I remember that when I was like when it was it was 2000 that Internet came. I remember I, I searched some stuff like in the Internet. 
it was like very very um i don't know because i i at that moment i felt i was doing something wrong when i was like googling for for google was using google for not to know more stuff so i remember that like some of my friends started talking about porn and i was like okay let me see what's this and i also remember doing that and then i was i remember feeling bad because i was like okay this is not right maybe i'm doing something wrong and then like they blame they blame me in a situation you know like when you feel oh okay the the guilt but um, yeah I, i think like i received the right education was in in college So did you start exploring your own body before that or did the shame kind of keep you away from it when you were first thinking about maybe you wanted to did you just stop or did you kind of do it and just feel bad about it anyway I remember that I kind of like it like at first but then um I was like no I'm not doing this anymore because the feeling of guilt is very like uh big and it was you know like it was this big computers that we used to have like it was like a, the computer of the house so i was like okay i can do this because probably my parents are looking the stuff or the so i remember i stopped it uh looking for it and then like i just i don't know i i, I think uh i waited until college to know more about it but i was very very curious always when did you find out about your own pleasure or start orgasming in college I remember that I had my first sex experience around 17 I guess and it wasn't like a a good sex experience. I think it was kind of forced, you know? So I think I started to know more about my pleasure and like to know myself sexually around 21 years old, not or less, like maybe 19 because I had like a really good boyfriend that makes me come like I remember I was multi-orgasmic with him for the first time and um yeah that relationship lasted like two years so I think I I ha- between that gap of years like I remember that I I started to know myself more because I remember like having even seven orgasms in a in a intercourse so yeah I think um after him when I finished college and then like I started with the master in human sexuality that's when I completely like de- developed like a sexual being into myself like um I don't know if that's also it but like I developed who I am more now and um yeah so in your experience working what have you found or what have you seen that seems to hinder women the most from experiencing pleasure or orgasming biggest um issue that i see in my practice is um women that are very very religious this kind of like um don't make them have like a very good sex life um because when they when they like were raised in so social like a strong uh, belief or programming they they grew up thinking that sex is bad so when they come to me and like for example they they have inorgasmia or vaginism it's not even like a medical issue it's a psychological issue so when you say it's a, it's a psychological issue it's because all the beliefs that they have developed around sex all the stories they have created they're programming about oh sex is bad this is not blah 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 so when i get into that part most of them is because 
like the religious told them you know what i mean like so they kind of i don't know why there's like a strong connection between religions and sex i mean i understand that they you can be religious and you can be sexual but most women don't understand this like they actually feel bad when they have sex or if, when they try to do like I don't know, it's weird, but yeah, I mean, like, I grew up being Catholic in a family, Catholic family and stuff, but I remember at some point I started to have my own, like, belief and my own ideas and my op my own perceptions, and I kind of disconnect myself from this, and, you know, like, I took the best part, but not the worst part of uh, of that. Well, one of the biggest problems I've seen with that is, Religion, especially like Christianity or denominations of Christianity, shames and denies sex until marriage. And when there is that much weight put on an act like that, which should be so natural and beautiful, when there is that kind of stigma and taboo and pressure on an act like that, even when you're married, even when that finally happens for you, it's difficult to let go of all of those things that you grew up being told about it. I know women in in life who got married, they waited till marriage, and they still have a really hard time getting past that shame and just everything that they were told that like, oh, sex is dirty, sex is bad, sex is this, whatever, because they were being like fear-mongered out of having sex before marriage. But then marriage wasn't the fix. It didn't fix that. It didn't erase all of that. So in my experience and from what I've seen, that's a that's really a huge issue. And that's a huge issue with religion and something that definitely needs to be worked through, in, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm curious then. So obviously, we can pinpoint some of the issues or we can kind of talk about what might cause these issues. But for any men who are listening to this, I'm curious if you have any suggestions or any tips how they can help a woman in their life or their partner if their partner is having a really hard time with these things and not being open to exploring their sexual pleasure or not being open to these things because they're facing shame or frustration. Okay, so um, first thing is I believe men need to have an open conversation and an honest conversation, like give them their partners like the the comfort of them to talk and open themselves of what they want or what what they don't like from a not judgmental place because um this is very very important in in a relationship like when when men can listen without being judgmental or without like trying to to change her perception of something like forcing but more like from a place of love and support. And um, I also believe that men need to praise their woman. Like they need to tell them how beautiful they are or how beautiful they look. Or I like this. I like when you do this, you know, like it's very, uh, this has a lot to do with polarity, keeping the polarity in the relationship. So yes, I guess that's, that's two stuff that can help. Like, communication and praise praise her mm -hmm. communication is a huge one that's for sure would you also recommend just exploring solo exploration 
I I found a lot of benefits for of self pleasure for women. I guess when most like for example, I get clients that they can even look at their vagina because they feel shame or because they don't like it, and that's the big the biggest problem. Like you need to first know what you have. Like that's why one of at uh, the first module of my program, sexual healing, is about anatomy, like female anatomy, because First thing, you need to know what you have and then like work in favor of that. If you kind of start touching yourself, then you're going to know what you like, what you don't like, where, how you like to be touched. And um, it's better because it enhances the sexual experience like uh, with the partner. So kind of moving to a different note here, do you consider yourself a sexual person? Yes, um, definitely. I consider myself very sexual. I've always thought that it would be interesting to work in an area like this or a subject like this and have the ability to continue to express your own sexuality to a certain extent because society definitely doesn't include a lot of personal expression and sexuality in its definition of like professional. So I'm curious, have you ever had any pushback with just expressing yourself or how you run your Instagram or anything as well as trying to be like a professional in the business. Yeah, I believe like the the entre- entrepreneur online life is very tough. Like um especially when you have like a business that like is based in in social media. Uh, one of the struggles like that I have is for example, um I come from as I say, from DR. So there's a lot of taboo still with like to post nudes or like to stuff like that. So I kind of this year, like break free from everything. Like I, I left DR like a year ago. I started to be like traveling as a nomad and I started to develop my online business in, in mentor in sex mentoring. And I, I was like, I, I don't like if it's this, stage of my life that is very encouraging me to be to just be myself so how people perceive me as a psychologist a sexologist and at the same time like I I have like a side hustle as a model so so that's why you see like all these professional pictures with like long captions of my journal uh, or my diary that I like to share but at the same time, I, I'm also like thinking, am I doing like the right thing of being this open with people? But honestly, um, at this point, like I guess it, it has a lot of benefits for me because I'm getting like clients, I'm getting soul aligned clients. Like so I, I, I like to, to call them soul clients because they come to me because of that, because like. I'm being honest. I'm expressing myself. I'm really like saying what I think about sex, about love, about this. And that's like, I don't know, I guess that's beautiful because I'm like, I'm giving myself the opportunity to be vulnerable in front of thousands of people, you know? Yeah, I have a lot of respect for that. And I think that it shouldn't be something anybody has to worry about. I think that you should be able to do whatever you want with with your body and and all of that kind of stuff and maintain your professionalism I just know that right now in society it seems like we're kind of in a weird place where 
I don't really know how accepted that is. And so I was just really curious because you seem to be doing great with it. I mean, I know you don't post anything like crazy, but with the modeling, it is different than other coaching accounts or other accounts of people that I've seen. And that's one of the things that really attracted me to you and wanted I wanted to get you on the podcast for that reason. So I think it's great. And it's also something that I think about a lot just because I've started taking classes and everything and working towards becoming a coach as well. And I like doing this, this podcast, but this podcast is also touching on subjects that are definitely, definitely still super taboo. That's amazing. You give, you give me hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so sweet. I kind of want to talk a little bit about sex work. And I don't know if you're going to have a lot to say about this, but I am curious if you have any comments or any thoughts about how sex work fits into the conversation in a world that's starting to consider better sex education and female pleasure and all of these things. I have work with some sex workers and I I believe that like society is too is too, is too much this the shame that they feel around society like and I don't like the part of them not being inclo- included like you know what I mean because they always see all oh, sex workers or like blah 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 but like I believe it's part of the female empowerment that we're seeing that like it's more accepted and even more like every year that's that's my short opinion about it. Like I I don't know too much about this. I just worked with one and once, and like it was very interesting for me for like to to listen all the stuff that she needed to say about how their family perceived her or how her friends perceived her. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was interesting, and I guess we are very very far from still what is. She, should be and we can get we can get this better with sex education like if if people start to get more better sex education they might like uh start to deconstruct all those taboos yeah i think that sex work is something that's kind of being left behind in some Mm -hmm. conversations about feminism and about opening up sexually and everything but i also in other uh, other places, I see people talking about it, and it's very interesting to see how some people want to avoid it altogether, and other people are like, no, it needs to be part of the conversation. It seems to be at a really high struggle point right now, <laughs> all over the world, too. I'm talking to somebody in yeah. Australia right now, just having a general conversation, and it's completely legal there, but there's still a ton of taboo and like stigma surrounding it which was interesting for me to learn and hear about and talk about because living in the states I just assume oh somewhere it's legal it must be so much better but in reality like the entire world really struggles with the subject still yeah I'm just I'm also curious because it really impacts people in so many different ways so it it, like for sex workers it's going to impact how you think about your body your pleasure it's also going to impact relationships like it's a it really should be a huge conversation when I don't really hear a lot of people talking about it so I was just curious what your thoughts were I'm really interested that you worked with somebody who had been a sex worker or it was currently a sex worker I'm not sure but the fact that some of them are reaching out and that you are open to taking clients like that is really cool I respect that well uh, I am curious 
uh, you alluded to having some stories. So have you thought of any stories for us to end up on? Or are you willing to share any? I usually try to keep them lighthearted, like funny or crazy sexual experiences or something. Maybe that was embarrassing, but it's funny now because it's been so long. Those type of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I told you, I have like a lot of funny sexual stories, but I'm I'm like actually thinking in one that it was it's still fresh because it was like two months ago. So you mm-hmm. asked me about my my like my sexual orientation. I consider myself a straight, but I also kind of experience with women and. I don't like to use the word bisexual because even though, I don't know, I don't feel, I mean, like, I, I I consider myself, like, a couple of years ago bisexual, but then now, like, I know myself more, I honestly straight, but like to, but I like, like, or I enjoy to have sex with women, you know what I mean? Even though I don't see myself in a relationship with, with them. Yeah, I got you. Uh-huh. So, yeah, I was, it was, this is a funny one because... I got a friend and we were like in a party and um, she's bisexual and she's very strong in her position, if, if that will say. So she was like, yeah, so let's just get home and, you know, and I was like, yeah, but I have another friend that is coming to sleep at my place. And then um, she was like, mm. and I was like, I think she, she might be interested in playing. <laughs> So she was like, okay, let's go there. <laughs> and then like, I, I remember we arrived to the apartment and then my other friend arrived. So it was like, okay, so they just met each other. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to end, but I'm having sex with my friend and like, you know, like the bisexual. And then um, I was like, if she doesn't want to join, she can watch. But then she mm-hmm. was like, so interesting in joining us. Like she started kissing us and uh and at the end, we we have like a threesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wait, you had just met her that night? No, I met them both, like, but separately. So oh, okay, I got they you. just met and at uh, that night, and they they just both like agree and and did. But like the funniest part of this, it was like I was before the party. I was like, okay planning like I was like okay you think it's gonna happen with them or not and I was like even even talking to my boyfriend because he knows everything (laughs) and he was like I don't know I don't know what to say maybe you can like uh feel the vibe more and know like if they're gonna be into it and then like I was so so surprised that it was so naturally like Honestly, we just start kissing out the three of us. <laughs> and it was like, they were like, oh my God. One of them was like, I manifested you vote because I always wanted to be with two women, beautiful women. <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. And it was, then became spiritual. And then like, it was, I don't know, it was special and funny at the same time. That that sounds great. That sounds like it was a win for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a fantasy for everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. So you mentioned boyfriend. Are you guys open? We are experimenting, you know, like it's not that we have like a strong uh, conclusion or opinion of, of if this open or this is closed, but we are both like enjoying this part like um, of exploring with another, like bringing the third into the relationship. Mm-hmm. So 
Yes. Yeah, no. I was just curious. So long as you guys are on the same page and communicating, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, so. yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. If you have any anything else to say or any other stories for me, you can you can tell them now. Otherwise, let everybody know how to find you, how to become one of your clients, all of that kind of stuff. It's okay. it's your time to shine. Okay, so um you can find me in all social media as Aware Mama, like uh, uh, of awareness, Aware Mama. And my website is also Aware Mama. Um, you can, uh, if you're interested in my service, you can like go to my link and uh, in the bio and schedule uh, an appointment, or you can just like write me a DM. I always open to to like to know more stories or like give you my honest opinion about anything like I, I reply very fast there and yes I think that's it awesome I love it uh this was really fun I loved getting to know you even this is the first time we've talked <laughs> but it was great yeah, yeah definitely I enjoy a lot all right I think that's all thanks again for coming on that you guys was my interview with as you can find her on the interwebs and social media aware MoMA She's a lovely individual. I had a good time talking to her and especially talking to someone who maintains their sexuality and modeling while also being a love coach. I think that's really cool and it's paving the way for the future. Apple listeners, I'm looking at you. Leave me a review. I would absolutely love you for it. I already love you for listening to the show, but Apple reviews mean a lot to the show mean a lot to me everybody else click that follow button if you haven't already wherever you're listening for notifications every time i drop a new episode while you're on twitter or instagram following at aware moma go ahead and follow my show's page at sugar puss pod on both and follow my personals on instagram it is at its.illy.ray and on twitter it's at its underscore ellie Ray. I'll say you guys, Drew and Ellie now have an OnlyFans. I'm not going to push this at you too much, don't worry. But it is at Drew underscore and underscore Ellie. If you're curious, warning there though, actual porn is posted for free. So you don't want to go check that out unless you're okay with seeing a little bit more than you would see with checking out my personal page. Anyway, you guys, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, you can now support me on Anchor. If you want to click the link in at the very bottom of my show notes, you can just put as much in as like a dollar a month, not too much, but I would really appreciate any and all support. Thank you guys for tuning in. I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. 